0: Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us in this episode of Taking the Road Less Traveled Through a Disrupted World with David Irvin and myself, Allie Stone. Our intent in this podcast is to have open-hearted, real conversations about our authentic journey through this disrupted time in our world. And we also feel that what we learn from this journey will be able to apply to an emerging new world when we come out the other side. In our commitment to make a difference to difference makers, we want to use this podcast to explore what's happening in this time in our lives, and as well as what's happening in the lives of those of you who are committed to making a difference. Making a difference the authentic way. Now David's mission is to connect leaders to their authentic selves which inspires and enables them to have a meaningful impact on their organizations, communities, and even their families. David says leadership at its core is about influence and it has nothing to do with our titles or the letters behind our names or even the sizes of our offices. Leadership is about the capacity to inspire others to action. It truly is about making a difference.
1: And Allie Stone has joined me on this journey as she has a deep understanding of what it means to lead authentically. She has spent the last 15 years of her career exploring what caring leadership looks like and how organizations can be built from the heart and still be truly successful. For Ali, leadership is life. She believes anything involving human connection is all interconnected in the experience of living. And she is passionate about working with other leaders who are inspired to create something similar. It is her belief that sharing her lessons will help other leaders gain deeper insights and understanding as to the infinite possibility that lies ahead for each of us when we connect with our hearts. Allie, it's so good to have you uh, back here in this uh, podcast. And I, I just feel inclined today, I want to talk about how what what we're learning and what the opportunity is right now during this uh, lockdown, whatever you want to call it, that we're going through right now. It's a journey. And we were just talking before the, before we started to record here about you know where we're at today and where we'll be at tomorrow and where we'll be at next week and where we were a week ago. It's just evolving. And it is a journey for all of us. And I just think it's important to honor our own journey and to stop and just be aware of where that journey is. So there's been a story that has been sticking with me lately, and it's a story back when I was in college. Um, I was on on the track team at college, but I had some friends that were just down the the hallway on the volleyball team, and I was fascinated by the volleyball coach. So I would go in and I would watch their practices because this guy was just an amazing coach. And this coach had a mantra that he used with his team, and it was called, use it. So when the ball came over... He would say, the ball is not your enemy. Use it. And don't be in a hurry to get rid of it. Don't just, you know, don't just uh, bat it back. Use it as an opportunity. you got three touches to learn. You don't have all day. You've only got three touches. But you want to use those touches wisely. So I've been using this as a metaphor in my own thinking about this journey that I've been on. And how are we using this journey right now to learn and what, are we, what skills are we developing? What capacity are we developing through this whole thing? And I think I'm, I'm using the metaphor that the ball is in our court right now. And let's not get rid of it too quickly. Let's not hurry back um, to, to what is normal. Um, let's, let's make sure that when we look back on this journey through this lockdown, through this pandemic, that we don't have any regrets. You know, there's a Stanford economist years ago, probably 10 years ago, Paul Romer, who said a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. So I just hope that we don't waste this crisis. And I'm looking at myself here. So I'm going to use this metaphor of the volleyball and say that there are three touches that we have right now, three opportunities to learn. And I would say that they are three uh, tasks in leadership to step up. But leadership in our own lives, in our families, in our communities, in our workplaces, regardless of where that, what that looks like. And the first touch that I would say that, that turns into an opportunity and really a task right now is we got to be present for people. This is an opportunity to slow down, to cut people some slack, to extend trust. This is not a time for pushing high productivity. People are still in an emotional state with this. They're all over the map. They're reacting to this. They're reflecting on this. And I think the important thing is productivity from your best people is going to emerge. But this is a time to express appreciation. And I just want to stop because I know you've got some thoughts about this. But I, I, I know how grateful I am and how grateful we all are for healthcare workers. And they are really our new veterans today. They're putting their lives on the line for us.
0: Oh, my goodness, yes. and
1: And... And I'm just thinking that there's also, a, and of course our grocery store clerks and those people that, are, that we're face to face with, but there's also a whole group of people behind the scenes that are getting power to our houses, that are getting um, electricity, that's, that, are, that are getting waste, you know, waste management and gas and electricity and internet and all the services so that we can be at home so that we can be where we need to be to keep our whole world safe. And I just think that this is an opportunity to really reflect on who do you need to express gratitude and reach out and build community, whether it's a lost cousin that we need to connect with, whether it's our staff that we need to slow down and connect with, um, whether it's our spouse uh, that we're living with, significant other. I don't know what your take is on this in terms of what are you doing to reflect on community and what does community mean and re- building these relationships and making these connections that I think are so critical
0: right now. Yeah, I think community has been a huge part of my journey so far. So um, the three things you're going to talk about today, I've definitely bounced in and out of all of them, but community has been massive. And I think community has always been a big part of my life because of my industry being in the hospitality industry. I love people. Community is something that feeds my soul. I love being around people. So um, to latch on to that in light of all of kind of the crisis or pandemic or however you'd like to call it going on in the world, um, it feels right to me and it feels really important. I think, um, you know, you said, uh, I can't remember exactly how you worded, it, but you said something about, you know, uh, connecting with, um, grievances too. So this has been a, a very interesting one for me. I've actually had a couple of people that, uh, I've connected with that, you know, I maybe, uh, didn't act a certain way I was proud of or whatever, and cleared up a few situations. And funny enough, I've had a couple of those come back to me in the last couple of weeks. And I think it's a very interesting time to spend some time reflecting on, uh, what it truly means to be human and how to be authentic. And then the whole gratitude piece is just incredible. I mean, uh, you're talking about, you know, the hospital, or sorry, the hospital workers and all of our uh, healthcare providers and all of the people on the front lines who are putting their life on the line, really, you know, to take care of people who are getting sick right now. That is commendable work. That is incredible that these people are doing these things. I go to the grocery store and I always thank the teller. And I just, I just think, you know, And a lot of these people are just kind of like, well, it's my job. I have to do it. But they need to know that the world is just so appreciative of what they're doing right now. But like you said, there's so many people. And I keep thinking again about my industry. Um, So we have a few of our original Joe's locations open for takeout now. And some of our team has gone in you know of their own free will we left this very much open to if people didn't want to work they didn't have to do this but there's people on our teams that wanted to feed and care for the people in the communities and they wanted to continue to do what made their hearts happy and they knew that that connection and that time to have meals with your family and and just relax sometimes and not have to cook and just be taken care of was still going to be really important so we have people out there doing that and I've started calling them my hospitality heroes. (laughs) I'm just so proud of these people working day in and day out. Um, Not because they feel like they have to, but because they want to. Because they believe in people. And I think that that's just uh, one of the really beautiful things in my world that's coming out of the community piece.
1: Yeah, so this is a time, Allie, to open our hearts and to bring, as you say, that humanity to the world. And we're seeing it in spades and so I think this is the first of those three touches, if you will, to use my metaphor, that we can really tap into and say this is the power of people today. And I think the second touch would be, would be uh, creativity, that this is an enormously creative time. And again, it's not a time to push necessarily for productivity, but it's a time to be creative. I was just a couple of days ago uh, on a coaching call with a, with a client who runs a feedlot, and she's got, I think, eight employees. And she's got a very unique situation because uh, these are grassroots ranchers and and uh, hired hands that that come in and work, and only two of them have, even have a computer. so she's and she's changing her whole business model, and she needs input. So she's used to getting people together and being creative and brainstorming and getting ideas together. And she can't even get them in the same room, and she can't put them on a Zoom call because they don't even have a, you know, most of them don't have a computer, much less know how to use a a conference call on it. And so what she did is she put this piece of paper together and handed it out individually and kind of mapped out her vision and say, I need your help. And what she's finding is that the introverts on her team, the people who ordinarily don't speak up came up with some tremendously important ideas. So I just think it's an important time to stop, and we're seeing this all over the Internet, um, where people are responding and singing using music and, and, and poetry and art as a way of expressing, the, again, these are all linked together, connecting us back to that sense of community. So I'm just wondering if you have any thoughts around community before we talk about the third touch.
0: Well, I think um, creativity. I think that that's a beautiful story, by the way. Like, I love that. And I love that about, uh, you know, how the people that are a little bit introverted and maybe wouldn't have spoken up as fast are getting this opportunity to, like, express what's in their heart. Like, that's a really cool story you have there, Dave. So I love that. I had a really cool experience with creativity this week, too. Um, One of our general managers, her name's Janie Empey, and she's probably one of the most beautiful people you'd ever meet. So she's probably okay with me saying her name on here. (laughs) But um, she was was having a bit of a hard week, and she was uh, looking for her inspiration. She'd lost a little bit of it and, um, was just feeling the challenge of everything. Right. I mean, I think we all are going through that and we kind of go up and down. And so we had a really great conversation about, you know, uh, what it means to be like either living in your head or living in your heart and how, when you live in your heart, you can connect with the things that give you purpose and drive and, and, and bring that passion back to your, to your job and to your life and to everything. And, anyway we had this really inspiring conversation I got off the phone I felt really great and then the next day she texted me and said I have this amazing idea so what happened out of this was she moved from her head to her heart in this conversation and all of this creativity started spewing out of her so she has this incredibly beautiful idea and she's actually even started it so it's called the I am project Hmm. and she's trying to she's not trying to she's going to create A community where people come together and leave inspiring thoughts and messages for complete strangers that get shared around the world and around our company. And just like, I just have been thinking about it all week and just thinking how cool it is that that creativity was able to like, almost just flow out of her heart when she was able to open herself up to it. And uh, kind of get out of what can be the drudgery of this situation sometimes. So that was my creativity experience this week, and I thought it was really, really neat to
1: see. Well, what you just illustrated is the integration between humanity and creativity, because you just live from your heart, and you lead from your heart, and you, you connect with people so beautifully, and when you do that, you just, I think, just see that creativity kind of emerge naturally, and you may not see that within yourself, Allie, but this is, this is definitely your strength. That when you bring that humanity out, just at the tip of that humanity is this this creative urge and impulse to make the world and to to leave the world uh, with more beauty. So, uh, good on you. And and again, that's that's a great story you have.
0: I'm good on Janie. Like, oh my, like she's just making an incredible impact, right? Like, just moves my heart.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but you hold the space for her to do that. And that's what I think is needed in leadership right now. You just like epitomize that in spades.
0: Thanks, Dave.
1: So my third touch and opportunity right now that I don't want to neglect is contemplation. It's the third C here. And I have a couple of stories around this reference points for myself. One is walking my brother through the cancer journey he passed two years ago and I, you know, was a part of his caregiving. I didn't do the heavy lifting, but I was part of his, his journey, um, in having him leave this planet. And I, I, I watched my, my own reaction and it feels like what we're going through right now is kind of similar to that journey that I went through with him, that there's, kind of slogging stages and there's traumatic stages and then there's just like roll up your sleeves and just do the work and it's not terribly inspiring and yet when i allow myself to contemplate i came out of that a different person and i wanted to make sure that that experience impacted me i mean a whole book emerged out of that experience for me around the caring is everything and the, the importance of what really caring means And I just think it's very important that we lean in to this experience right now. The other experience that I have gone through is through uh, episodes of depression in my life and really facing the darker side of myself. And what I've learned from doing that is don't avoid the depression. Depression is not your enemy. Um, In my brother's case, dying is not my enemy. Lean into it, embrace it, and work with it, and contemplate it, and allow it to take us deeper, and it can take us into making us better people, and that is, I think, an opportunity today, if we'll just make room, um, not just to be creative, and not just to connect with each other, but also deepen the experience, and I can tell you from my own experience, that um, spending more time with my wife has, 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 help me look at the fact that, you know what? Two things, I'm over-identified with my work and my work has been turned upside down and I've gone through this mini identity crisis in the last month and I've said, you know what? Who am I really? And who do I wanna be in this world? And do I define myself by my work? And I've begun to think, you know, if you are what you do, then when you don't, you aren't. And I've begun to really turn my identity upside down and reflect on myself and then and then reflect on how do I bring that more fully to my marriage and how do I bring that more fully to my work so I'm not driving myself. And I just am at the stage today, I don't know where I'll be next week, but today I'm just at a stage where I just want to chill for a while and just be and not try to... Um, not try to do anything, but just actually experience the, the, the phenomenon of creating space in my life. To be with my wife, to be in nature, to be silent, to meditate, and to go inside. And I'm feeling compelled to do that at this stage. And I'm not saying that, that all three of these touches are going to be all prevalent at the same time. But I just feel inclined to make an opportunity, to, make, to create an opportunity. If that call is within you as a listener, uh, make sure you honor that and say, you know what? And maybe you're, in a, maybe you're doing a wor- work right now that, hey, I don't have a whole lot of time to contemplate. But let's make sure that when we come out of this experience, that we look back and say, you know what? I'm a different person for having gone through it. I'm a better person for having gone through it. Yes, I'm maybe more human. Maybe I'm more creative. But I don't want to hurry us back to normal uh, too quickly here. So I I would just love, Allie, your thoughts on all that.
0: Well, I think um, you're bathing in the contemplation bath better better than me
1: right
0: now. (laughs) So I was just thinking as you were saying that, like I'm for me, contemplation, I know it's really, really uh, important and beneficial to me in my life. And I love uh, quiet time in the morning and I love setting myself up for my day. And I have some really um, intentional practices. Um, but when my mind or my body even is saying it's time to really sit down and contemplate what's going on, um, for some reason, that urge or that need doesn't feel as strong as some others and I can push it away. Can you resonate with that?
1: I do. I do. I feel
0: like, yeah. I feel like it's a little easier to push away. I'm not sure why. Um, you know, I'm, and it's funny, I was telling you this before we started, but I'll share it cause it's kind of cute. But this morning I, I've been getting up, I've been working out every day. Cause I'm like, if I'm home and I am working from home, I have time to work out. There's no excuses. So I've been doing that every day. And then, Today I woke up and I was like, I just don't really feel like it. And I ended up sitting in my room in one of my favorite chairs and I had my meditation and I was sitting there and then I turned my chair around to face out the window. And I noticed there was a squirrel living in my yard <laughs> and he's just running up and down, all up and down the trees and all over my fence. And he's like, he's just there. He was there. And so I sat there for like two hours watching the squirrel and and I got up and I went downstairs to my husband and I was like, oh, Chris, like, I'm sorry I've been up there for so long. He's like, oh, it's okay. And I was just like, I feel so good. Like, I just totally relaxed. I let everything go. I tried not to feel, I, you know, my thoughts got, came in a couple of times, like you should be doing something. You should have worked out, <laughs> but I really worked to let it go. And I just allowed myself to be today. And I feel really good right now. I'm like pretty appreciative I did that. So Um, I need to lean into that a little bit more, I think, on that kind of spur of the moment. This is what my heart's calling for right now. Uh, Like I said, I have that intentional practice. It's really good. It sets me up really well on my day. Um, But this is a time where we have a lot of extra minutes in a day, a lot of times, where we could stop and smell the roses, (laughs) almost, so to speak, you know? I um, As you were talking to us, thinking... I don't know if you'll know, but I think it's a Theodore Roosevelt quote. I and mean, he says something like, don't pray for this to get better. Pray for myself to get stronger. Have you ever heard that quote? I have. I have. Yeah. And I was just thinking, you're talking about your brother and going through depression. And that's so true. You know, um, it's easy to be in the depths of it and be like, oh my God, I just want this to be over. I'm done with it all. <laughs> right. right. Um, but the, the truest measure of coming through the darknesses and into the light and into the other side, is what capacity we have as a human being after that. And a lot of that is contemplation, so.
1: Yeah, and I I really like this notion of going back and forth, that it it isn't a prescription, you can't plan that. But if you feel compelled to make room for it, um, I think something in our world is dying. You know, if you take a look at the mythology of a snake, a snake is seen as life because snakes shed their skin and they allow themselves apart to die and make room for something new. And I just think there's an opportunity that something in us can die and something in us is emerging. We see this in India when when the pollution settles and people see the Himalayas for the first time. And in Venice in the canals, people are seeing the fish for the first time. What is what are we seeing in ourselves for the first time? And I think that you know, I I think we have a, a difficult time to sit still. And I think it has a lot to do with our world problems today. And maybe if we could just allow ourselves to deepen right now and just to experience the possibility of being comfortable with stillness and leaning into that and seeing what shows up. I, and then integrate that with creativity and humanness and having that dance together. To me, that is the road less traveled through this uh, coronavirus journey um, that, we're, that we're all embarking on right now. And I, what I've put together and you'll find this on my website in the next week, because I put a little guide together for people who are interested in spending some time contemplating. I've put a little some structure and some questions that people can download complimentary, obviously, on my website. And that has to do with connecting, contemplating your inner state, what's going on on a, on a day-to-day basis, what your values are. This is a time to reevaluate what's really important in our lives, what our needs are at this time, and what our purpose and vision is. And I, I always say be careful that we don't move too quickly to a purpose and a vision and we're called to do something without a measure of contemplation and reflection to get there first, or else it won't be authentic. It'll just be kind of driven by what the society wants us to do.
0: Yeah, Yeah. absolutely.
1: Got any closing <laughs> thoughts to wrap this up today?
0: Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I would just probably say that this is the time gain clarity around what we want deep in our hearts and what we want for our lives and who we want to be. And this is an incredible opportunity for this. Like while there's a lot of hardship and and really hard things going on in the world, um, on the other side of this, there is going to be a new day and are we going to, uh, are we going to harness it? Are we going to go for it? Or are we going to just kind of let this opportunity pass us by and go back into the, doldrums of of life I think uh the world gave us this pandemic for a reason and um it's going to be different for everybody and I think that's actually the beautiful thing about being human um but there there's some things to think about there for sure and that's why I'm really enjoying these conversations with you so I just want to say thank you for continuing to open my mind and my heart to this stuff because it's it's definitely helping me along the way and on this journey. So thanks, David.
1: Well, thank you, Allie. It's a pleasure and it's it's totally inspiring and it's very nourishing for me to reflect on this journey and I just look forward to more of these conversations. So thank you for the creativity and the humanness uh, and your own presence that you bring to this to this world and to certainly our conversation. Much appreciated.
0: Thank you so much for joining us once again for another episode of The Other Everest. It's our mission to continue to bring you engaging, heartwarming, and inspiring content. So if you have any feedback or suggestions, please feel free to visit davidirvin.com at any time, as we would love to hear from you. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please rate it, or subscribe, or simply share the episodes with people you know who would also enjoy this conversation. Authentic leaders create ripples in time. Those ripples extend to generations yet unborn. And it's not just impact in the here and now, but impact in here and forever. Thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts for being a part of this journey with us. Until we meet again.